Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. I am your host, Tony Ann, and with me, I've got the full crew. I've got Michael, Dylan, Nick, and Ariant. Say hello, everybody. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hi. Also known as the fun Kyle Richards. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay. Well, I'm just going to leave that there, and we're going to head on into our new segment. First things first, Katie McLean makes a brief exit on October 5th as Mike escorts Jen to rehab. So Katie McLean will be off our screens for a little bit, but Soap Opera Digest did confirm that the exit is only brief and she will be back. Oh, thank you, Lord. Because um, I thought that was going to bring that other lady back. And I, We're good. Uh, We're so I, good. I'm glad Mike is here for this. I'm just disappointed that like it feels like the story's ending when it just got started. Yeah. If it's continuing when she comes back, fine. But I won't hold my breath about that. Like when Nikki came back on YNR from rehab in that fur coat and was still drinking like a fish. <laughs> yes. I hope that she's at least struggle, like still struggling and that even if she's not using anymore, we still kind of get to see her honestly, truly processing her grief and honestly, truly feeling whatever her feelings are because half of the reason that she ended up using in the first place was because she was repressing a lot of her true feelings. So hopefully she doesn't do that anymore. And coming back from rehab, we get give no fucks Jennifer while sober. I would like to see her do something like Brady did. Remember when Brady, when he literally was fresh off his addiction from the Ritz and he was like, well, I'm just going to drink now. And he was literally stumbling all across town. thinking, Yeah, he was sublimating one substance for another. Yeah, since I'm not on coke, I'm technically still sober. He did say that. He like that. I would like to see Jennifer chugging the champagne. And afford champagne. But I would like to see it. I'm really happy that they brought Mike back for this. I wish it was for more than just like two episodes, but I'm going to be happy to see him. I'm going to be happy to see Katie McLean slay this material on her way out and slay even more material upon her return. Dylan, what do you think? Yeah, same. Like, I, I do wish that we had gotten to have a little more meat in terms of the story of like watching Jennifer kind of slide into this addiction. And I do wish that we had gotten like more time with Mike, but just like seeing him as a treat. And and it's honestly something that I don't think was on anyone's radar. So at all. Was not on my bingo card at all. So that's like like I completely freaked out when he popped up in that promo. Yeah. So that was it that was like a nice surprise. So like I yeah, I just I do hope that there's like follow up and follow through when, you know, Jennifer gets home. They had her drinking all this time. Right. Like, yeah, they're very inconsistent with it because there's and, and there are clearly some things that my good sis would like to get off her chest. And, and rightfully so. Right. Yes. Like I said, I, I need give no fucks Jennifer while sober and not just high. And since we get, got peacock money now, and we'll get to this in the next segment, but I would like to see Jennifer burning jack shit. <laughs> just walk have- up in the closet and put it in the car and burn all this shit. Throw Terry McMillan some coins too. I, I, I personally <laughs> wish they had built this up better and longer because if it's ending now, it doesn't continue and she's fine when she comes home it's going to be a bit disappointing it's disappointing already that she is going to rehab so sudden 
but I do wonder if it's because Kate, because Katie was in New York for a while doing some stuff. So I wonder if she had to be written out because she was leaving LA. Well, they probably saw them first things. It was like, damn, this girl can suffer. I don't think America can take this for a long time. I, I'm hoping she's still not well because it's still like she lost her daughter and the year before that her her mother, her mother. And, the and the before, year before that and, her daddy exactly <laughs> so like how and not only remember. that people don't realize but when a loved one is murdered and their killer is finally caught and put to justice that's basically restarting the whole grieving process. Yeah. Right, because now, and I we're we're kind of going to get that with Chad, but we'll talk about that and more. Like in her the other only kid who's alive is not in town. Like she, he's like gone. So she, it's her and Jack, and Gwen is in the picture. Like there's a lot of story to tell there, which which I'm not sure they will. I hope they do. I I hope we see Jen still being like not being completely okay and i want to springs eternal but my my expectations are in hell yeah (gasps) okay Um, let's move on (laughs) yep let's move on to our next our next little news item which is carson and raven were spotted filming on location so we will be getting a location shoot with johnny and chanel sometime in 2023 i see what you did tony and not you using my that's, full name but what that's cute or whatever because we had a whole argument about this in the um group chat this week because at first i thought it was just steve and kayla and no shade to them because i would feel this type of way if it was john and marlena kay and roman but i i should point out it's two separate things because whatever is happening with oh, kayla we got was, money yeah that's what that location because whatever's happening with kayla was happening the day that they found out that pe- that the peacock move was happening. So that was taking place back in August. This thing with Raven and Carson was literally just filmed on Friday. Not them backing up the Bruins truck. Huh? Yep, on on their ass, Greg. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because I want to see more location shoots. I want to see them shoot like film outside like the last time we kind of got a scene outside i'm not talking about main show like years back i'm talking about beyond salem last year and that was fun like seeing like it was a lonnie technically outside. doesn't I mean, count that was it, the it's back still outside the tony outside, outside is outside <laughs> outside is outside so, <laughs> true getting, getting <laughs> outside is outside we don't make the rules but it was still like seeing them outside interact with people. Like that's what I miss about the show. It feels so I don't know. It feels so weird just having it inside, but seeing them on location. Oh my god, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see. I'm so excited! That. I can't wait to see exactly what it is because like the location looks interesting too. It looks like I don't I don't know where they are or what they're trying to do, but I'm I'm very excited. And Peacock backing up the money truck. Like there was an Talk interview on the ass, Grant. <laughs> I'm glad they are right because Mary Beth Greg Mary Beth Evans Greg Ricard and Billy Flynn did an interview with Michael Fairman and Billy Billy literally said Peacock is giving us more money than we ever had on NBC they they are they are making a major investment and they are happy to have us hmm. so that tells oh, no, no, me no, damn you NBC <laughs> no, no no mind I watched Quantum Leap no mind continue <laughs> 
so, so that, that you know, so that, that makes. I mean, I always knew that this could end up being a good thing for them, but this just kind of reinforces that, and I'm really excited to get I past the made for TV we episodes. In, like, peacock. I know. I cannot wait for the Peacock era to truly begin because we still have to get through the made for TV episodes. I just want to get to that uh, like part of us just seeing the Peacock made episodes where they have more money. They're more risque with their like love scenes and stuff like that. I'm just looking forward to it. To quote Greg Rickhart directly, we are getting more skin and more curse words. He said baby curse words, but curse words nonetheless. Oh, so we see him booty. I'm... Maybe not that much. <laughs> I mean, listen, we, we saw... You might they... see a V every now and then. Because we saw Robert Scott Wilson in those tight red Calvin Klein boxer things and we saw damn near everything. So I don't exactly know what yeah, is left to not be yeah. I think I think what we saw in Beyond Salem, like the first season, I did we have a lot of scenes on the second one? No. Man gonna be wearing just, just, da- just like, Dabby and Shin in the office, but I don't really count that fully. Yeah, because they weren't like naked naked. I mean, well, Johnny's wardrobe won't change much. He's always had to make it. <laughs> so I think we'll, we definitely will get more skin, but I'm curious to see how. I'm, I'm just excited to see. I don't think it will be drastic immediately, but it was. It will happen. Like I think it'll happen gradually. gradually. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're gonna like tune in on our first full Peacock episode and have like five f bombs in one episode, and everyone walking around naked. <laughs> <laughs> This is awesome. I, 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 I wouldn't that. I don't ask that. Not at all. Listen, back in the day, they used to like every guy used to walk around shirtless. That's what I want for no reason. Listen, exactly. The, the very first time I've said this many a time on this podcast, Honey. I'm gonna say it again. The very first time we saw Austin Reed when Patrick Muldoon debuted, he was shirtless within 2.5 seconds of his debut in the middle of a store for no reason. He in just ripped off his shirt. In the middle of ballistics. Was he trying on another shirt? No, he was just standing there. Oh. oh. So was Johnny. Of, try to get them a bit of fit of the doubt. <laughs> Johnny. What? I mean, That's Johnny. Yeah, that is just, Johnny. He's <laughs> always <laughs> naked. <laughs> Listen, I don't hate it. Listen, we, we do not have a shortage of hot men on this show. We may have a shortage of other things, but hot men is not one of them. And on that note, let's move on to the headlines. Yes, let us move into our very first headline. Dylan, do you have it? Actually, before we do that, Dylan, do you have anything you want to add about the location shoot? Um, no, I just hope that it's fun. Like, I don't know who else would be involved in it, but I just I hope it's fun because we I'm need excited. a little lightheartedness and like some fun Ooh, on the yes. show, especially yeah, after this people. All right. So first things first. Into our headlines, the truth of Abigail's murder is finally revealed, leaving Chad, Nancy, and Salem reeling. Clyde gets the upper hand with Chad until EJ saves him by shooting Clyde in a beautiful moment of poetic justice. Unfortunately, Clyde survives, but he does get arrested, and Chad finally gets some closure and has a ghostly goodbye with Abigail. Where do we want to start? Um, Nancy's a clown. Right. Yeah. Oh. Claude should be dead. Mm-hmm. Dead. 
Chad and EJ, in the ground. Chad and EJ standing over him as he's bleeding out was amazing. Yes. <laughs> that was so great. He's like, I what did he say? I have a I have a cricket game or something on the DVR. Yeah. I screamed. Chad was like, Listen, I got, Chad was like, I ain't got shit else to this do. Is, so this is the most I feel like EJ has been EJ since he returned. And yeah, I, this felt very, very good. I want to see more of this because I enjoyed them like waiting and wanting Clyde to die. I was like, let let the bitch die, but he didn't. Uh, oh please, my lord. <laughs> no, I was right there with her. That's the podcast like, title of the world. <laughs> I was like, please, please. Well, I, was yeah. like, I was like, I was like, Shauna Bell, get there slowly. Please, please get there slowly. Who just let, let him die. Please. No, but I just wanted him to die and he didn't die. Die, bitch, die. Why? Mm-hmm. I was TR had to die. TR had to mm-hmm. die. I can't even I can't even be happy that Clyde is going to be going off to prison because we're likely going to see Clyde and Lucas's prison buddies. I don't again, want it. I rebuke it. I want him dead. There was, I mean yeah, it, there was zero reason to keep him alive. At some zero. point, like some characters just run their course. Clyde has run his course. Course. Did he ever have a course finish. in general? Because, like, was there ever a point? Can Lucas kill him in prison? Please, Lucas. Please. Someone. Listen, I, I will give him a pardon if he does that. I don't, he should have died. Off, he can die off screen and we can just see his body in the morgue. Like, I don't yeah. really need to. I'm just tired. There's no reason for him to be alive at this point. Quint, ben is gone. Jordan's yeah. dead. Ben's gone. Baby Bo gone. Like, what are you here for? And like I, he's not a he's not a fun villain. I used no. to think he could have been like I didn't have the context, and I was like, yeah, no. He, mm. he I might out of context. He's James Reed is good. He is. It's amazing. just that that's Prue Piper and Phoebe man. <laughs> that's, that's exactly. Yes. Which so I want to like him, but Clyde has just been a terrible character from the jump, mainly because they put him against Victor and Stefano <laughs> and expected him to be able to win. Having no no context of the character, like I, I the moment I first saw him when he whenever he returned back a few years ago, I enjoyed him because I thought, oh, he's a interesting villain like i didn't have any context i just knew what i knew like related to ben and all that oh so um, your was your first context with him the prison break was that his first return i the, think so ron. yeah yeah oh under no because ron didn't do that oh yeah the 2020 prison break yeah but i meant the one were you no, watching the no. one when he worked with Xander I and Orpheus? To, i came back to the show in 2017 so i had not seen clyde until like well it had to have been 2020 i was like yeah oh yeah it was yeah it was 2020 when clyde when clyde and clyde was in the in prison yeah Yeah. so that's the first time i saw him i was like he's an interesting villain and like for a while i was you guys were like no 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 (laughs) i was like what's the problem but having seen more of him i'm like you get it now you can keep it my thing Welcome. is I don't really have an issue with Clyde per se. It's just that yes, I no know purpose. I know too much and there's no reason he should be alive because yeah. of what I know. Like someone should have murdered you by now. There's oh, no man. way around this. I will <laughs> like, say I did like the Nancy Clyde confrontation scenes. It, they went I expected them to be a lot worse than they were. Like I like the way that they played and I, they, I Nancy was kind of uh, I'm trying to think of the right word here 
I was expecting Nancy to be a lot more like sobbing and upset in those scenes with Clyde, but she played it like angry and pissed and Clyde just kind of didn't care. And I really kind of enjoyed the way that played. I expected that to go a lot worse. Oh, like did they it feel like they try they were trying to humanize him for me and that uh-huh. weirded I, me out. Yeah. See, I didn't I didn't think that they were trying to humanize him. I just thought that they were trying like it was finally to the point where like Clyde was like, Well, I don't have to pretend to give a damn anymore because everybody know already knows what I did. Yeah, that but also they were trying to make it seem like Clyde really did care for Nancy. Yeah, I think that's the whole Clyde and Nancy thing felt like they were trying to humanize him. And that's why I hated it from the beginning. I'm like, this he needs to go. This is and not they, someone you can redeem. Just they, stop. They ruined Nancy in the process of trying to humanize Clyde, putting her with him, and now he... I hate that we're here, but she's coming across as pathetic. She really and is. I did like, like her scene with Bonnie, too, where she was like, I don't know if I was defending him because... I knew I was right or I was scared that I was wrong. Like that moment of awareness and just their friendship, that moment was really good for me. But yeah. Yeah, I did they, like those scenes. Yeah. yeah. Out of everything that's come out of this, their friendship is the only good thing. Yeah. Because everything else needed, they needed to throw that in the trash. So what did we think about the fact that the reason Abigail died is because because Clyde was looking for Belle. Um, disappointed, not surprised. Yeah. None of that Clyde really made any that. None of that even thing. really made sense. That's yeah, a wrong thing. Her death wasn't going to be about her. It never yeah. was going to be about her. The yes. one thing I liked about it is the fact that it linked together all of the major stories of the year. Like this tied together her murder back to the devil possession, back to Jan, back to for you know framing ej like everything tied together really well but i do kind of feel bad that abigail's death wasn't about her Mm. i wish instead of a murder mystery like she had gotten a brain tumor from while she was being held hostage by Kristen, because she was hit in the head a couple times and like we had seen chad and like we had kind of seen her trying to fight a brain tumor and then that ultimately being what took her life that would have at least been about her would have given us some good chad and abigail moments up until you know all through it and then that would have been about her no but she could have still been been like attacked but ended up in a coma Mm -hmm, that's a good one too and then like whenever they wanted whenever either like kate or and marcy came back and or they recast, they could have brought Abby back out of the coma. Like, she didn't need to die, honestly. And especially with her not being the tra- target. This whole story, I still feel like it doesn't, it didn't come across as planned. Like, it's just, it's been all over the place. And what do you think they like decided at the last minute who the killer was going to be? Kind of. Yes. <laughs> I mean, take this for what you want, but Ron said that they they did kind of change no course way. at some point Clyde in the being, story. Clyde being the killer is not shocked. Like, how do I explain this? Like, Clyde being the killer. <laughs> Ron said it doesn't. That it, it doesn't really change anyone's life because no. I remember Ron did. Clyde Ron a, did say 
the whoever killed Abigail was going to change everyone's life. And yeah. I was like, to me, that sounded like it was either Lucas or Sarah, it, and they told him no. <laughs> like, so he yeah. decided. It sounded like it wasn't a like a villain, a good person. In yeah, it, it found it sounded like it was someone that would literally tear the town apart. Yeah, he and did it, say they did have to change it early on in the story but that we wouldn't have been able to tell where the pivot point happened Hmm. which is technically kind of true because the whole thing was a mess so you really can't tell where it changed (laughs) oh my lord (laughs) i wonder wonder if you were about to have jesus y'all have been going in today i wonder if he planned the killer to be either gwen or leo because i feel like there was a lot of focus there and I don't know I just got the feeling I feel that like he might have actually planned it to be either Sarah or Lucas yeah and yeah so, mm. like I I honestly I think he probably planned it to be Lucas but because Lucas had already kidnapped Sammy the network was like no we can't keep making Lucas your random scapegoat pick somebody yeah. else I mean yeah. the last time he wanted to put this on someone remember the whole Maggie causing Adrian's death yeah. and love. yeah, but that wasn't him. Yeah, well, that he, he wanted that. The sh- he the wanted that, and the network made not. him change it. And I really wish the network had minded their fucking business at that point because Maggie being the killer would have given everything way more stakes. Because Maggie undoing that and making it Orpheus kind of just don't put Aunt Mag. Don't make Aunt Mag. No, but I'm just saying like. But I'm just saying it made it made Xander look like a clown because he switched the babies over something that didn't even fucking happen. If that's what that's where these shows get into trouble now specifically is they don't want to have their their beloved characters do fucked up shit. Yeah, they don't want and be human and make mistakes. We just have to. Everybody has to be okay just perfect everybody has can't do no one can do any fucked up shit that really changes the canvas for years to come like we're never going to i don't want this story but i'm saying we're never going to get another bill horton mickey laura mike horton conception story i would hope not i i don't want that what that's what i'm but i'm saying that nothing with the stakes of that yeah that that story drove story for decades well that's mainly because they like to end story after a year yeah, but, but that's also story anymore. Yeah, I'm just, I'm that's saying, also because they don't know if they're going to live year, like year to year. like they don't know that they have the time to tell the stories anymore. So they kind of got put, they kind of got used to telling stories a year at a time because that's all they had. True, but I think you can still make decisions that yeah. will get that will generate the best and most compelling story, and, and have it in the background and then that has long term like. Yeah, and that's what people. we and that's what they don't do. They don't make the decision that will literally tear everyone's heart out. Because I'm I'm telling you, if it was Lucas or Sarah, we would have been boohooing all day, like because we would have had to deal with whatever happened. Now, Clyde's the killer. We got rid of him, but we don't care. But they do <laughs> have then- the potential to do that with the Philip thing. I doubt they're going to keep Philip away for more than a year and a half. And we're coming up on a year now because he disappeared exactly. in December. And they keep mentioning it again and again and again now. So I have this weird feeling about that, that they're just going to expose that he's alive and then they're going to move on. <laughs> yeah, I feel like once Kate point, gets... I only want that. I don't want them to bring him back. Like, let's say Broly 
it comes to a point that where Broly is gonna get married, and then they bring uh, Philip back. Like I don't, I don't need that because I don't. I don't them. need, I don't need Flowey Broly three point Don't need Not it. Not at all. It. Never no. again. Uh, I mean, I mean like, Sora's the kids and move it to that generation. But uh, that's the but, way I see Ron operating. Like if he I need wants them to, to, I need them to let it come out. And I need somebody to wonder what the hell Roman was going to say at the custody hearing and start putting the pieces together that Phillip's out there and that Brady didn't actually commit murder and have that it come, has out. To come out. But well, Dylan, that- what were you about to say? <laughs> no, I was going to say, though, like even this last go round with the triangle between Chloe and Brady and Phillip, it, uh, <laughs> it, it it's, didn't really end. It's, it started out wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And like, okay. And as somebody who ships both pairings, I knew when they started it, the way that they started it, how it was going to end. I kept trying to tell people that the way that they started it didn't make sense and put Philip at a disadvantage from jump because Chloe had, he, he shot his shot and she paid him dust. And the story from that point on for months was all about how much she loved Brady, how she wanted to be with Brady, how she wanted to be a family with Brady and Rachel. And then she gets kidnapped. Philip gets her out of a trunk. And all of a sudden it's gratitude. It was it's, obligation from I have See you it know, again. all and like uh, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have I no, I I'm torn. No, you're not. Like, no, no. And and she very clearly was not because the entire time that she was with Philip, it was still Brady. Everything was still about Brady. And so it was like, there was no point And Philip kept it. making moves to where you couldn't defend him. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. Just, there was no point to it. And people were like, because there was no buildup to her pivot in her feelings. And people were like, well, they didn't build up, um, you know, when they did EJ, Sammy and Lucas. And I'm like, but the difference there is they built up the reason why Sammy would be vulnerable and open to turning to Lucas. Yep. They told us that. We like- didn't get any of that. With Chloe and Philip, but I also and feel like with with this these characters and the history that they have, I don't know how much build up I need. I need need build up for this story. How like when the pairings are established, well, you kind of don't need that much. Um, you need it to make sense. Yeah, yeah. it, never it makes has sense. to make sense. But I don't and know with if this I need round of- for the pairings. If well, not even you that, do. You some... need something on the ground. Yeah. You need some sort of foundation. Sorry, you need some sort of foundation laid so that it makes sense where they end up. Yeah, like going back to to Sammy, EJ, and Lucas, they didn't give you a whole lot of space between, you know, Sammy being, you know, happy to see Lucas, and you know, that's my that that's my homie, that's my friend. To you know being in bed with him 
but you understood where that decision came because it wasn't just their history. It was also her present situation. She's being neglected by her husband. He's being cruel. He's being, you know, mentally and emotionally distant and abusive to her. She's lonely. She's defeated. She, you know, and then there's Lucas, there's this man that she has all of this history with that she still, you know, has love in her heart for Mm -hmm. telling her how amazing she is, how she deserves to be happy and all of this wonderful stuff. So it made sense that she would lean into that and fall, you know, into fall back into his arms. They we didn't never do that, that with Chloe and, Chloe and Philip. They didn't well, do not any only of that. that. It depends on the timing of how long the couple has been apart as well. Um, aside from that one night stand shit, we have not seen Chloe and Philip, hell, Brady and Chloe either, serious up until that point. It should have been more built up to that if that makes sense. Because I yeah, mean, but let us before we segue, like there's been some on and off like teases. I think when J- John Paul Lebeau and JPL was back. We started on like, yeah, we do this, but we do. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just saying, I like, want to pivot us back before we pivot. I'm just saying, like, there has been some teases over the years with the pairings. However, let's go back and finish this one up. Uh, yeah, I just want I just want to cover um the Chad Abbey ghost visit and uh, kind of see what what y'all are thinking because I kind of have a interesting take, but I'll let y'all go first. I love those scenes. I got really emotional. Like this is Billy's Emmy reel for me. Like yeah, was so good. I'm kind of low key annoyed about some parts of the dialogue because it feels like. The show is like, yeah, we have solved the mystery. We know who the killer is. Now um, Chad can fuck. Yeah, it feels <laughs> it feels heavy-handed. Yeah. <laughs> and I did not like that. Otherwise, I love their whole scene, but just that part of the dialogue where she's like, well, now you can move on. Mm. Yeah, for me, the scenes kind of just like happened. Um because I haven't been invested in the story for a while now. Um, but I do agree with Michael that it's, it's giving, oh, now Chad's free. And because Stephanie's there, it's feeling weird. Because I'm like, okay, fine. He's quote unquote free to move on with his life, but let his grief and his turmoil of not having his wife be play out. Yeah, let it play out in, in whatever relationships he's going into next. He could have a bunch of what he can do. He can start having a bunch of meaningless flings. That that would make or sense. He can he can try to move on because he thinks it's what Abigail would want, only to realize that he's not actually ready to yet. I would I would have him just be a hoe. That's what I would like. Give me whole chat for like six months, <laughs> and mm. then and then he can decide. Okay. I got kids. I'm I'm too old for this shit. I have to get myself together. But I don't need him going into a relationship right now. Even though I do like him and Stephanie together. I don't actually think they are going into a relationship right now, just based on some of the stuff that Billy said in that interview that I saw. I think what we saw in the promo next week isn't actually real. I think it's Alex's fantasy. Um, but what I got out of those scenes 
is it it felt like to me they were like they were saying that Chad is always gonna love Abigail, but he's you know they're kind of closing the chapter and they're getting ready to to move him on. And I I said this on Twitter that that Abigail is Chad's Marlena, and wherever he goes next Ooh. is gonna be like <laughs> his Isabella or Diana. Like it's he's gonna move on and he's gonna have relationships, but it's not gonna be what it was with Abigail. And should Abigail ever come back, which we're pretty sure at some point she will. Uh, sorry. To me, it would be no contest. <laughs> Dylan, what do you think? Kind of wish that they would, because uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I think Ron may have written it actually. But like, um, I kind of wish that they would take a page out of GH's book and write Chad's mourning and rebuilding like they did Patrick's after Robin died. Ron actually did write that, yes. Yeah, that was his intro into GH. Because that was really fucking good. I remember and, starting to like Patrick a lot more around that time too. Which and it and it just it honored the relationship that he had. And just like, you know, Chad, Patrick didn't have the luxury of wallowing because he was a father. Yeah. And he still you know, as much as he loved his daughter, as much as he tried to keep it together for Emma, he did not have the woman that he loved. He did not have the love of his life and he became a fucking mess. But it didn't they, wasn't. Didn't they toy with giving him a pill addiction mm-hmm. or something? Like he spun out. Yeah, he, he was a mess. He spun out and then he got himself together, but he still was not quite ready to move on and everyone pushed him to before he was ready and that just led to more mess but like the point is we got to see him grieve yeah he, the it was loss a journey of, with Patrick yeah it was a whole it was a it was a full story we got to see him grieve we got to see him you know figure out who he was now without this woman that he had planned to spend the rest of his life with we got to see him try to figure out how he was going to parent a child that he had not been prepared to parent by himself and I feel like that kind of just character-driven drama is something that Billy could play really really well yeah and it could be a really engaging story he doesn't necessarily need to be pivoted into a new like relationship right now to show him moving on there's other ways to do that yeah and and billy was very clear in the interview that right now chad and stephanie are just friends he'd be interested to see if they go past that point but he even said if they do it's going to be a very slow burn they're not throwing Chad instantly into another pairing, which makes me think that whatever we saw in that promo next week with that Chad Stephanie kiss is not what it looks like. I hope not. Well, everybody gave their opinion on Ghost Abigail, so there's that. <laughs> I'm guessing you don't have an opinion? I'm going to be nice because the fan base is in grieving. I like that they continued the fact that Abigail couldn't dress and put her in an ugly dress. <laughs> um, I like the fact that they had Abigail's ghost telling Chad to move on and him going for it because that tracks. Um, yeah. <laughs> ugly gowns. 
I mean, take it down. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our next headline then. Jennifer is truly struggling with her pill addiction. She hallucinates Abby and is determined to head to the police station for answers. Gwen, meanwhile, has told Jack, who races home to find Jen gone. Jen comes at Jen comes home out of it and Jack confronts her, but gets called to the hospital because Gwen has been hit by a car. She will unfortunately be fine, but Jack realizes Jen is the one who hit her. Okay. Funniest story of the week, first off. <laughs> because one, when I saw the crash, Tony was talking down on So, Lord, my accent came out on that one. But <laughs> um, Tony was talking down on it. And I was like, let me see for myself. They could have had a crack, a dummy flying through the air. That, that crash was so ass. I wouldn't even <laughs> my dog. It was so boo-boo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they could have did better on that. But the part that really got me is when Jennifer got home. Jennifer <laughs> ass in that house like she just finished a 10-hour shift at the Chevron. It was gonna take her bra off and smoke a Virginia Slim. She had no clue that she just knocked the shit out her snapboard. <laughs> and I honestly wasn't sure because when she, like, Jack told her what happened and she sat down, and the way Katie played this, she was like, oh, God, I hope Gwen's going to be okay. <laughs> I could <laughs> Jennifer said, today drained me. She <laughs> <laughs> was on her nini shit. I'm so tired. Oh, I'm so right. <laughs> I couldn't tell if she was serious or if she was like just saying it, but in her head going, please let this bitch have been killed. No. no <laughs> honestly, I'm going to do her like they did Gwen. She accidentally did it on purpose. Wink, wink. Because she just so happened to be on the way to the police station and she just so happened to see Gwen outside and she just so happened to accidentally knock the shit out of her. Wink, wink. But Dean Jennifer Rose, don't put hell over this because it's what Gwench deserves. Yeah, no, Gwen isn't actually going to, because when Jen remembers what she did, she's going to want to turn herself in and Gwen tells her not to. But I will say, I loved the way Katie played the scenes with Ghost Abby and the fact that Abby didn't say anything. That I know was scaring it, the shit out of yeah, me. It was, that it was, was so, so creepy. creepy. I said, oh, but, happy Halloween. It, <laughs> <same>. <laughs> it was so creepy, but also it, it, to me, it also really magnified Jennifer's pain because the one thing she wants in the entire world is to hear her daughter's voice again. And she can't. And that just Abigail ain't shit for coming back and doing that though. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, she ain't. You know what? I kind of like for for a minute, just because of the way it was going. I was like, is she really seeing Abigail, or is she just high? I think That's she was I just high. Was. I, See, think I thought was she high. was just high. I think she visited Chad right after. But that, honestly, that's the thing. The Chad thing you could also tell was very clearly his hallucination, his dream, because of the way it ended. It didn't play. Like and the dream coming. told him to move on. I yes, feel, I feel like just like just like the same thing happened with John and Marlena when John read that letter in 1987. He literally dreamed that Marlena was right next to him. She didn't come down from heaven to visit him. That was all in John's head. I Same feel like thing here. I feel like Abigail actually did. 
like Jennifer was high. If you she... actually believe that, then I feel bad for you in a year when she actually comes back alive. But what were you going to say, but I'm going off of what they're telling me. She actually did. And I'm just saying it's I, what I've been saying I, about Chad for years, but I'm being nice. I think what you said on the timeline is where I'm at, Tony, because you said like both of them seeing her in different ways. Because I think Jennifer, like Dylan said, I think she's high. And seeing her and i think <laughs> yeah. chad is dreaming and seeing her um so that gives room for like not abby coming down from heaven and visiting them not abby ah! and that yeah, gives room it, for her to return someday like for the show to bring her back you know without have without having to ask the audience to forgive too much this is not bow 2.0 so, so you know I like that because even like the way it ended, you could very clearly tell that this was Chad's dream. It wasn't some heavenly thing. But I will say though, (laughs) I was so creeped out by Jennifer's version of Abby. When the blood showed up on her dress? The blood, Abby just looking at her. I'm like, the fuck? (laughs) This was some creepy shit. I, I... It scared, not scared me, but it creeped me out because she oh, was it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it, it, it was creepy as fuck for sure. But I liked it, honestly. I thought it was interesting choice to have her just be quiet and be like lingering around her. Yeah, because it's, it's the one thing that Jennifer wants more than anything in the world. And even high as a kite, she still can't get it. Yeah. Right, Nick, what did you think? Uh, points were made all around. like i honestly though like her turning gwen into a speed bump was funny that was delightful listen i loved it i I wish we would have seen it like i'm with michael on this one we should have seen sammy 2.0 i literally put i literally because when we when i watched the um sammy accident from 97 when austin Ping, you know, ping ponged her with his car. I made a gif of it. I just wish and we got a Gwen version of it. Exactly. I, I I know I put it in the group chat, but I also think I tweeted on the timeline that I really wish we had gotten this with Gwen. And I posted the gif, and I was so mad that we didn't get it. Um, and oh, I said we didn't get it because poor. One thing before we like move on. Remember last week when I was like, you know what? I'm not sure if I feel like Gwen is is sincere about this, about her concern for Jennifer. This week, I actually felt it. Yeah, and, and you're you're gonna see it more next week too because Le- like Leo's Leo's gonna be wanting to blackmail Jack with the information of what Jennifer did, I guess, to try to get money out of him. And Gwen is like, no, I don't want to blackmail my father we're finally in a good place and after everything jennifer's been through i don't want to do that to her well you're in a good place and all had to happen with your sister had to die fuck you bitch oh i cannot stand this character <laughs> like i can't I just... stand her either same well uh, a year ago it was mainly me being crusade They don't make sensible decisions for Gwen, and I'm tired. (laughs) Like that's what I said. Why I said she should have died. Or she should have been the one that killed Abby. That too. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, because it's like 
that's what happens though when you write a character into a corner because yeah. I I don't there, there's no they clearly back from all yeah it's like they clearly don't want to cut and I get it Emily is incredibly Amazing. talented like I I get it I wouldn't want to lose her either but y'all knew that when you hired her you still you you specifically (laughs) saved her for this because we could have had emily and zoe so it's like you you should not have written her character to a point where like i i don't know how they salvage her that's honestly I, i don't know how they can do it i would i would wash my hands of gwen throw her away bye-bye and just bring emily back as somebody else could that be, way you, could, mm-hmm. I'm tallest thinking, daughter yeah i was thinking like oh no i would no, love that no no i'm not gonna say it because i know you guys are gonna throw tomatoes at me so what a twin no i was gonna say cassie because rex is in town ah uh, I, I was I, I'm just throwing it in there i i are kyle and emily close to the same age because they are twins, so they kind of have to... When did Cassie get a British accent? I mean, Emily can get rid of it. Can she? Because Janet I... had a British accent. On I'm pretty gosh. sure that that's not actually her voice. I think I think Emily said in an interview that the accent is something she puts on, that that's not actually her legit voice. I mean, I would trust her with getting rid of an accent more than other people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's, and that's all I'm going to say about But it. at this point, I just need her. I just need Gwen gone. But if you want to keep Emily, then make another role for her. I'll accept it. I so think trying honestly, to redeem her just ain't it. You can't. They don't know because- how. Like, exactly. It's just, they don't know. Because- they barely know how to write her. They don't. They damn sure don't know how to redeem her. Because at this point, Gwen has done too much with Emily's face in order to be able to, for us to get past everything. Like this is not a Stefan situation where you had a recast and you're able to kind of move past everything that Tyler Stefan did because it's a new face. So it's easier to accept. I'm not saying everybody would, but it's a lot easier to accept a character shift when there's a new face in the character, but right. Every, everything Gwen did was Emily. So the, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything as good as Emily is. Emily can do to salvage this. They just have to admit they fucked up, hold their L, send Gwen off to hell, oh, and then, wow. <laughs> and then <laughs> hold their L and send <laughs> Gwen off to hell. Is that too much of a podcast title? <laughs> no, just hold the L. Hold the L. That is the podcast. Hold, 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 hold Damn the it, L. I was this close. <laughs> hold, hold the L and send to hell. There you go. It's That's like either nice. let her be a a terrible bitch or stop. Like I'm over this. I didn't mean to. I didn't. Oh, it was me. I and I don't so, believe so sorry, but I'm, I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry, but I'm gonna do terrible shit anyway. Like, right? Carly Corinthos was terrible, but she damn sure never apologized this much. Carly knew she was she terrible. And she was she be, knew she's, and she, she was knew gonna she be was terrible because shit. she wanted what she wanted, regardless. And the only Maybe person Lisa she, Rana can play her. No. no. <laughs> Play who? <laughs> oh my gosh! Why are you the way you are? Anyway, um, they need. I feel like at this point, 
as amazing as she is, they need to cut ties with the character because she she serves serves no purpose. And when like, she get the hair, Laura's there. <laughs> what? What? That has to be her final boss. <laughs> and, and all Laura has to say is, I, "I'm not here for good. I'm just here to make sure you get sent to the right place." <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, shit. Oh, right <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's move on into our last headline, which is Kate, Kayla, and Marlena are all getting worse. Stephanie rips into Steve for hiding Kayla's illness, but ends up doing the same to her brothers at Kayla's insistence. Uh, Brady supports a worried John. Rex comes home to see Kate and is determined to help. He realizes the women are sick with the same thing Roman had 25 years ago. As we see Rolf confirming this with Kristen, we also see he is growing the cure. So I want to say that this is the most Rex Rex has seemed since Kyle Lauder has taken over the role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I Put agree it, with. Putting him in the solving a medical mystery spot was exactly what the character kind of needed. And it makes and it was one of those things where a character leaps to a conclusion and it actually makes sense because one. He is one of Rolf's experiments. And two, he had an entire like box full of Rolf's old research and stuff. So him knowing about the cure made complete sense. Uh, not gonna, just the cure, the, the toxin, I mean. Yeah, I was going to say, because this has felt like the most Rex he's ever been, I would say, after Mimi left. And everything after that has been a mess. But this, I actually am intrigued by his part in the story. I did feel like it didn't make sense for him to know, like he said something, uh, you were sick like this, you had this uh, illness 25 years ago, and I was like, how would he have known? I think- old as shit. It would would have been in Rolf's research, the same research that told him about the masks. They never really, he never really said that, oh, I read it in Rolf's files or blah, blah, blah. Well, well, I was thinking of it like this. Kyle Lauder is what, in his 40s? Yeah. Yeah. 25 years ago, he would have been in his, like, 20s. So I'm assuming, don't quote me on it, I'm assuming that, you know, Rex was around during that time because I know it is in the history that Rex and Cassie worked under all. So it's not far beyond my Uh, imagination of me thinking, you know, he may have ran into Roman in Africa during the time not knowing well they, they were they were it, locked in Rolf's lab they weren't with- actually accurate with 25 years because we're in a time jump and like 25 plus they don't know because Abigail died in 2022 yeah I was gonna true. say that yeah if you ignore the time jump it is accurate but also like no I feel like yes because 25 years ago was 1997 I, I know exactly I'm talking about the rest part of it I don't feel uh, like it worked with Rex knowing about it because he was still locked up. He could barely speak at the point of this happening. He wasn't around, you know? 
So I feel like. But didn't they retcon that he was working on the Roth and that's why he's so damn smart? No, it, it, he's smart because he was genetic, genetically engineered. Yeah. And I, I think it, it was honestly, I think everybody just hopefully either A, wouldn't question it or B, just assumed that it was in the box of Rolf's research, which would make sense considering this was the I very first the time former. that we saw Rolf. I think the former. I think it's it's probably the files like but i just wish they addressed it and confirmed it on screen i think the rolf of it all should have been like huh okay but what if what if this and that like that should have been like his aha moment and And i i really wish like i understand why they had to recast and i enjoy the recast but i do really wish that will was here for this part because i would have loved to have seen some flashbacks that would have been fun. But also, um, also <laughs> no, we, we still have other stuff, part of this segment that we have to, um, what did we think about the whole Stephanie finding out Kayla? At- no. I'm it, sick of everybody lying. Like, that's so fucked up to me. I didn't, I felt bad that Kayla was asking her to. I didn't feel bad that Stephanie was doing it because, like, how do you look at your dying mother and say no? You know, it, it's one of those things where, like, you're looking at your dying parent and they're asking you to do something. How do you say no to that? But I loved her dragging Steve for filth, like, I should have known. And the fact that I had to find out from Eric, who thought I already knew, like, are you kidding? Yeah, they should have told her, in my opinion. Yeah, they definitely should have told her. And I loved the Brady and John scenes. What did you guys think of the Brady and John stuff? Um, I I didn't pay attention that much. <laughs> I don't be like real. Brady. I don't remember nothing about this story <laughs> but, this week. I'm so sorry. I remember a few instances. I was actually intrigued by Rex. Like, that's the only thing I paid attention to. Uh, let me think. No, because it was John the scene. talked in the chapel. In the chapel, and it, it was the moment where John was like talking about how helpless he felt. It was like right in the beginning of Friday's episode. That's and he only, was like, I, "It's still Tony Brady and John talked in the chapel." That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, but th- there was there was a moment that I really enjoyed. That was like John was ta- John was talking about like how he stayed up all night with Marlena and he couldn't do anything, and he was he was talking about how scared he was, and it it reminded me of that moment during Marlena's coma after the wedding um, when he didn't know if Marlena was going to make it. And the one and only time he let himself feel that fear was with Brady. And then he had that same moment again. Now I just really kind of like the symmetry of that. And then I always love any time that we actually get to see Brady worrying about Marlena because I love their relationship. But what did we think about Kristen finding out and Rolf growing the cure? I did not see Rolf growing the orchid. Listen, because we we saw it with we saw him with it fully formed in the big promo. I did not see him growing it. <laughs> uh, when it comes to Kristen, I've stopped paying attention to her completely. Like uh, her voice is kind of annoying me. Her presence is annoying me. No, <laughs> I love Stacy, but uh, Kristen can go to like uh, she's a broken record, and I'm just like shut the fuck up, please. And that's all I got for Kristen and Rolf. I just want them to move Kristen out of the Brady of it all. Like, you got all this stuff going on with your family. Get o- get over there. 
she she works for me better when she's a Demera. Yeah, I do think it makes sense or kind of low key interesting for her to hold hold the orchid over like Marlena's head. Like, remember the promo they yeah had her taunting Marlena. That works like that because their dynamic is so dysfunctional. That works. But also, I'm with Dylan. I want to see more of her own dis- dysfunctional family. I'm tired of her being about Brady's dick. And that's so, all it's really about. It's not about I want my family back. I just want my dick back. Sir! He's wrong! He's not wrong. It's not like, even her baby. She wants her dick back. Like, no, no, what's like, really fucked up Brady, is it, Brady has got was- her dickmatized. Yeah, but what's really fucked up is like she was the same way in the 90s with John. She did not care about baby Elvis. And that's my issue with the character overall. Yeah. It's been 25 years. You are still this way. You're old. Go to therapy. Oh my God. I didn't say that. That was Ariette. <laughs> I mean, she's. Why go are we acting this way in, in her big age? Go to therapy, purchase some self-esteem if you must, or grow it if, in a lab if you need okay, to. We're off I'm... there. But, like, just grow up. I'm tired of this, and it's not entertaining. It's not. Is she going to obsess over Brady while she's in the retirement home, too? Like, come on. Possibly. <laughs> no, by then, she may, she may have moved on to Tate by then. Keep you it know all what? Yeah. You know what? Nope. That better not because she gave birth to that child. So I will never. <laughs> oh, that's or right. Claire. She did. What? Or it's not Claire. <laughs> Listen, she she went from father to son. I I would I would not be shocked if she went attempted to. They yeah, cannot oh. do this for another generation. Good we, God! It wouldn't be <laughs> the first time with the kitty. <laughs> Listen, they need, like Dylan said, put her in their own dysfunctional family. Have her be like taunting Marlene. Bring that Peter. Yes, do something other than I so want. What, so she can have it. another. So she can have another brother to ignore. <laughs> she doesn't. Yeah, but Peter is the one brother. Peter is the one brother. She's the one. Ignore. Yeah. They they grew like they have. Peter's they the have one a brother that she's bond. close to. Exactly. Because their blood, they, their blood siblings. Their blood siblings also their trauma they also up bonds together. them. Yeah. So like she cannot fuck with her other siblings, but Peter but Peter is her ride or that. They're each other's ride or that. Yeah. 100 I mean, percent I've always wanted to see Peter. I wouldn't mind if they brought him back. And now they have no reason to keep him away. And that is all I will say on that. Hush, Michael. If I speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they can go back to an earlier episode to hear your thoughts on that. You've already spoken. If I speak again. Listen to you. And on that note, we shall move on to in other news, which Ooh, we can have. I go first on this one? Let me run through and then yes. We have Stefan gets his shares back, leaving Gabby nervous about her placement at Demera. Stefan attempts to charm Chloe on her birthday. Allie's jealousy over Johnny and Chanel continues and she kicks Johnny out. Ava invites Johnny to stay with her until EJ invites both of them back into the mansion. Michael, why don't you kick us off? Okay. So since there's only four, I'm going to defer mine, but I'm also going to pick. Um, Ava invites Johnny to stay with her until EJ invites both of them back into the mansion. Nick! How do you feel this? 
I don't know because I don't know where this story is going and I'm kind of over it because they ruined it already. So <laughs> I'm really curious how hmm. I we- wonder if somebody has said that before. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm yeah, really, you were right. Whatever. I'm really. <laughs> I mean, he's not the only get... one who was intrigued by Ava and Johnny. I was. He on... was the only one who booed me. I wasn't there. <laughs> I think so, but still, like, I get it. They they honestly could have been really intriguing had they not have Johnny developed like feelings for her. But anyway, was it wasn't even weird. him getting feelings. It was. It didn't. It, it, it didn't make, make sense. sense. Yeah, yeah it didn't. For me, it it would have been a, like good if he had feelings for her down the line. I wanted it to start off as like some type of like hate, not hate sex, but like no, he could have just been horny and she yeah, was a older woman. Exactly, yeah, like he was just trying to get a lot. He was just trying to get up under somebody else to get over Chanel, and he happened to catch feelings in the process. Yeah, that's what it could have been. But I mean, know. literally, he could have just like it would have made more sense if he caught feelings after they fucked instead of yes, before they fucked. Thank you. That part. Yeah, that's what they I'm trying to get at. exactly exactly because in my opinion they still do have chemistry it's just i don't really care anymore because i know whatever happens next they're gonna fuck it up so i don't care yeah but i'm also (laughs) really curious how we get to the over the cliff moment we know is coming yeah because i thought jennifer was involved and right and and now that jennifer's been completely removed from the situation it's clear that ej is likely chasing ava and susan but what the fuck makes ava take susan to begin with that's where i'm like i don't it makes like I, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how we get to where we're going, and that's intriguing me because I can't see it right now. But honestly, they they need to do something with Johnny in general because he's been floating around. He's been stories. floating post possession, and it just like when is floating when shit get it? At that. <laughs> Which I don't. I don't he, mind. He but feels like I'm, a himbo day player. That's what he feels like. <laughs> and just, he has so much, so many ties to this canvas that he should be at the hospital with Brady checking on John. He could be, you know. And Marlena and Aunt Kayla. Right. You know, the, even uh, technically Grandma Kate, because that was. <laughs> that was another <laughs> question. I have a question. Grandpa Roman. Yeah. <laughs> Like, why speaking of Roman, why is Johnny not going over there and sleeping in the Brady, Brady pub? Because there's too many I folks thought. over there. I mean, okay, we gotta see so him what about like Jarlena's house or apartment? Again, it's too many folks, folks over there. Shit. Because they sleep, because... sleep on the bench. Sheesh. We don't have apartments. Johnny is related to too many people for him to ever be homeless. He doesn't have to go to the Demare mansion, but they're keeping but... him in Charlie's orbit because they have nothing else better to do. Wendy Shin can't get here quick enough at this point. And I don't even want her with him. I want her with Trip. No, <laughs> for me, when it tri- when it comes to Trip and Wendy, I we want know her. you don't I'm like on the fence because I saw it for both him and Joey. I, but I, it may have been the music cloud in my judgment. <laughs> I, I still don't. It, I still it does don't, tend to do that. Yeah. For Joey. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Not too much. <laughs> I said it. That was enough. I personally don't. And I agree. <laughs> I per- personally don't want her with either Trip or Joey because 
A, I didn't really care, but B, she said, I don't want to get in between brothers. I am intrigued by what we saw of Wendy and Johnny, but they- You just want him out of Chally's orbit because we didn't really see anything with Wendy and Johnny. I mean- Nothing, nothing. We saw the tidbit in the promo, like the- They got like, what, five seconds? Oh, yes, yes. I'm just saying like, you're not wrong completely. Just want him out of the way. You're not wrong though. Own it. No, but I'm just saying like, yes, I do feel like he's taking up too much space in their story. I, I don't disagree that that is one reason of it, but I, I, I thought they were interesting promo, but right now I do feel like Johnny, like Tony said, he's just floating around in stories. They haven't come up something. To like, be honest, he feels like he's getting the Eric Brady treatment and that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, which is it's it's weird. What is it with the male twins and the Brady family that the show does just not want to write for? I, like this feels very much like Eric before Greg Vaughn quit. They just have it him honestly they, they have feels Johnny very, there. It honestly feels very much like Eric since Jensen, even since Jensen first came in the role, because well, was him and Nicole broke up. Even even before he met Nicole, because you remember like literally the only thing Eric's been doing in our 97 viewing at this point is being the town talk to and being supporting and i mean johnny's not supporting anything he's just kind of floating and being not even supporting he's kind of just there like just an extra and and at this point there's no reason because we've been stuck with nancy and craig there's no reason joey isn't here like there was a they could have brought her in and paired her with johnny because it seems like that's the only thing they ever really want to do with johnny is putting him in put him in a pairing so do that. I, I have I have a story idea for Johnny and so like they could literally have Johnny decide that he wants to make another movie oh. no we don't have to actually see see the production of the movie just hear me out okay. and then, then why he, bring up a- oh, let me finish let, <laughs> let her me finish, finish <laughs> sir let her finish. and then he old he holds an open casting call and come and in comes to town joy who is hell on wheels to audition for this movie and i i would be kind of intrigued to see maybe johnny and and joy and then just having joy on canvas because they kind of laid the groundwork with chloe this week that chloe and joy don't necessarily get along which makes me want them to bring joy to town and i would just enjoy johnny and joy kind of scheming together to do different things okay so did you finish yes i'm done so if you're going to have a casting call, wouldn't that call for them to actually show production of a movie? No. No. How many times did we actually see anybody make a record in l b over on GH? Like we saw performances. <laughs> we didn't see studio time. We didn't see concert tours. We didn't Jazz see- and Faye went in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> like- I mean, Beth came to town to audition for the movie. Did did we see anything? Did we see anything happen with that movie? And to be fair, wasn't I cussing that out the entire time? Yes, you were. I mean, you don't have to. Can't they just listen? I think it's maybe because I. It's like somebody being a a publisher. You're not going to follow them to like work and see people reading through slush piles okay okay i get you on that okay yeah we we don't even need to do like something like really complicated like once we get to like 
the peacock era where we have the money <laughs> make us like build a set or make a set where there's a club where people are dancing he's meeting i want to see joy there i want to see them like, um make fashions at actual fashion houses give me a gabby chic show not um, not unless we get a fashion designer there who actually gives us clothes that look. But good. anyway, let's not pivot too much right now. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no we'll have we're, a few we're, to go. You know, give me Uncle Brady made my dress. I mean, honestly, I don't. I guess we'd have to get her back full time, but I would love it if you know Anna was like, "We're going to you know take Gabby Chic in a more upscale direction." Because she has a fashion background and her stuff was custom and couture. Oh, so you trying to take us back to the story store. <laughs> yes, please bring back in a demand designs. Every month. Dylan. I love that. <laughs> that. That's my kind of carrying on. She's speaking my language. Dylan, why don't you give us your another news pick? Okay. Um, uh, I guess my other <laughs> I guess my another news pick is um probably going to be Allie's jealousy over Johnny and Chanel continues and she kicks Johnny out like listen listen to me Linda (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you wanted to continue this whatever this is you could have written a proper triangle Mm -hmm. you chose not to do that we off that now so Whatever is going on here needs to like just just dead this because it's not exactly. everybody's looking goofy right now. Mm-hmm. Chanel's looking kind of goofy for looking, and Johnny's looking kind of goofy for supposedly letting it go, but not really. And then Allie's just looking insecure as fuck. Yeah, like, Johnny's not to blame. He was sleep, yeah. and then when he woke up, he made it worse. <laughs> but he was sleep. Chanel should have just walked in and walked out. She'd have to stay there and watch. I I feel like that... She lingered with it, too. And she lingered on the... We know where she lingered. I'm going to add my two cents into this since I was going to pick the same one. I feel like both Chanel and Nelly made points. Like, uh, I still feel like Chanel isn't sure about this, at least what's coming across. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's intentional or not, but Allie, I agree. like I feel like both Chanel and Allie made several points. I just I'm just tired of us being here. But like Chanel said, do not trust me because it's that's something like that. Like that's how it feels like. And I just wish they t- took them more seriously. I mean, let's call a thing a thing. Like you you don't get a lot of credit for having your first you know female couple on your show and then being unable to write them without a man somewhere in their orbit exactly like because right now there's johnny in the mix like for a minute because he did uh, we keep fl- we keep flipping back and forth between alex and johnny because alex was there like, then johnny swooped in and now alex like, gonna circle back it feels like they didn't they don't take them seriously yeah I do think both of them made several points. I have said multiple times they all deserve better writing. I like all three characters. I don't like what they're doing with all three of them currently, but I like them. There's a lot of potential for them, and they could have written a good triangle, like Dylan said, if they actually invested. They did not. 
but while we're here, stop throwing Charlie into the orbit of like being a ping pong between two males. Like, give them a serious story. If you want to have a male in the story, sure, fine. Be serious about it. Take Charlie seriously. Do not do this. Like, this is not and honestly, this is not they fair don't to even... the couple. This is not fair to the fans. I'm exhausted. They don't honestly. They don't even need a man in their story, but they can they can take what what's happening here and pivot that into their own story because there are issues that were brought up in those scenes from both of them. Allie's feeling insecure. Chanel is feeling like Allie doesn't trust her. That's, that's, that's something to build on. That's something they can build a story on and they can try to work through it. And then it comes, you know, then it comes to the point where it's like they love each other, but they're not in the same place. Like, like their ideas of relationships are different. I think, I think Dylan said something similar to this a couple of weeks ago, but they could make that the story rather than putting them pointlessly with a man. It feels like a lot of times when they, like, they quickly resolve things and they, like, they kiss and then the issue comes back, like, because it comes back. Sex doesn't solve everything. That's why I think they should. We should see them work through this, but they're not investing in Charlie, and it's super disappointing. I'm, I won't say I'm surprised, but it's very disappointing because there's they ha- they have chemistry. There's a lot of potential. There's like so much you can do with them, and I don't know what to feel anymore because I'm getting to the point where. I love Charlie, but what's the point of being invested? That's how I feel right now. Cause they're they're not they're not giving they're not respecting these characters. They're not respecting them as a female couple. So I don't know you guys. And like the frustrating thing for me specifically when it comes to Chanel and uh, like, I get it. People are like, well, maybe she's not ready. And I don't. Maybe it's just age and experience speaking here. But like, that's some bullshit. I'm just going to that that honestly, you made this decision. And if you weren't ready, then you should have communicated that. You should have said that. Because you don't play. Listen. Don't play with nobody's face like that. Particularly when they have a child. You didn't just enter into a relationship with Allie. You entered into a relationship with a woman who has a child. Her child is going to play a part in that. You are sitting up here playing happy family now. If you were not ready for that, then you should have been honest about Mm -hmm. that. One may say that she was kind of pressed to choose because she was. But at the end of the day, she should have put on her big girl drawers and be like, look, y'all can't make me choose on something as serious like this. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I I agree with you, Dylan. I feel like she should have been honest, but because you like if you need about it, if you, if you needed more time, feel like she's aware of this herself. You could have just said that. Because again, like, what was they going to do? If right. They wasn't going to jump you. Exactly. If they didn't like it, okay. Do you guys feel like Chanel is aware of it? Like, I feel okay. I feel like Chanel is not 
She's not 12 years old. She's not a child. True. She's not dense. And like it, it has been pointed out to her several times now. You have a history of leaping into things before you look. Yeah. At a certain point, when you are repeating behaviors and people have made you aware of these behaviors, it is your responsibility. Right. It is your responsibility to take a moment and get yourself together. And on the flip side, if if Allie is feeling that Chanel is not like if if Allie is feeling insecure because of something Chanel is doing or not doing, then Allie needs to communicate what that is specifically and not just make it about the fact that it took her however long it took her to choose. Tell her what she's doing now that she's you know what I'm saying? That she's uncomfortable yeah. with the way that Johnny and Chanel interact with each other or that she feels that Chanel is too flirt, like too flirty with Johnny, given their history, whatever. Make it about what's happening now and not about the choice. Yeah, I think the com- communication here is the problem. Like they're not being honest on either end. They need to be like, yes, this is how I feel. This is how it is for me. But looking at the spoilers, I think we're going into the wrong direction. Yeah, because I have a theory on where we're going, and I don't know if I'm 100% correct, but uh, given the fact that we are about to enter the Peacock era, I do wonder if we are heading for an Ally Alex Chanel thruple. This is a shitty triangle, and I'm over it. I, I would like to see that. <laughs> Like, it's a triangle, but it's terrible. Like, it's not good. Like, it's just... It's... They told us it was I wouldn't mind that had they not come across... Had they not ping-ponged them between, like, males and, like, constantly be about that and never seeing Charlie, never getting a story. Like... Yeah, we're not getting... We're not getting alone moments with Charlie. That's where I've been like, eh, no thank you. Yeah, like the it, it's, I wouldn't it's have had a, very it, it's coming across very uh okay <laughs> I'm just gonna say it it's coming across very much you know male gaze it's coming across very much straight dude searching lesbian porn on Pornhub screaming you're not wrong I, 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 Really weird considering the writer. Considering our head writer is not straight, that's ironic. Is all hell. I'm just gonna, yeah. But it does feel like that. It's like I wouldn't have had a big issue if Johnny was the only one because of the history with him and Chanel. But inserting Alex, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some weird shit between them and Trip when they when he shows up. Like it's just feels like that's all they like, want to use them for and it, and i don't i'm at the point where i don't care about any version of this triangle anymore Move them feel, I, 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 i'm hoping that with whatever's ha- like with the story involving paulina's past and it clearly involves chanel because of the, the murderer on the bakery um i'm hoping that once we pivot into that this stops and it's, <laughs> it's just the point that like if this was the story that you wanted to tell, you could have told it. Could have exactly. Told it. Yeah. Exactly. Don't make us think it's over and then, oh, we'll try to really. spin the block. Yeah. Uh, that's something that, that Days does 
a little too often for me because mm-hmm. I feel like we're about to spin the block again on Bell and EJ too. And I'm yeah. just like, you yeah. could have just told the story because I'm over that now. You could have like, just told the story. Yeah, you, you wouldn't have to back it up, flip it and reverse it if you just told the story <laughs> the first time. <laughs> so many title contentions in one episode good lord (laughs) like i'm just i'm just saying like because you had nothing but space and opportunity yeah it feels like we a lot they keep circling circling around the same story same like plots like over and over again when they just can like keep building on something I'm hoping that once we get to the Peacock era, like, that changes. I just want better writing for all three characters in this certain topic we're just talking about right now. Like, Allie deserves better. Chanel deserves better. Johnny deserves better. Allie and Chanel as a couple deserves better. Invest in these characters for the love of God. How many times do we have to say this? No, Nick, did you I don't think you picked in another news pick, did you? I didn't, but it was probably gonna be the um Ava Johnny thing and we talked about it. <laughs> All right. Well it, then... it was basically gonna be where are they going with this? I thought we ended it, what's happening, yada yada yada, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Glad you enjoyed what... this episode of Candid Camera. <laughs> you are a mess sir and i was gonna pick the alley stuff too so our conversation about that basically covered my another news pick so dylan i think you already had yours yes yeah okay good so then we can move into our segments michael are you gracing us with a read this week you told me i can't give my read this week so <laughs> I said those people don't deserve the attention you're going to give them. So do you have I, anything I'm, else? I, I'm going to go with that and we're just going to move on. <laughs> One of these days, see Biscuit. All oh right. Why don't we, One day why? I'm going to have the opportunity to fire your ass up on When I do, I'm going to get you. You know who you are. All right. Well, why don't you kick us off with your praise or shade then? Okay. So I have two shades this week. Um, my first shade is for Peacock backing up the Brinks truck. Um, hot and horn on their ass, Greg. Um, why is that a shade? That's not a shade. It's a praise. You said shade. You said that's shades. why I was the... See, I'm so used to shading this show. <laughs> <laughs> praise. So you yes. got two praises. Praises. Yes, two praises. And my first praise is for um, Peacock backing up the Brinks truck. Um, yes. Collect your coins, Kenyon say. Kenyon say. Go away. Go away. <laughs> go away. Please go away. I'm yeah, so elegant and one cheek. I do not want Beyonce suing us. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, I want to see the fashions. I want to see the sets. I want to see the music. Use this money wisely and don't hire no damn bullshit. G-H. Um, <laughs> Somebody take Ron's phone. Um, well, he well, he in the EP, so he can't do much. It would have to be Ken's phone. 
Yeah, y'all yeah. take that one too. We don't, I don't trust neither <laughs> one of Because that's how we got stuck with oh Hey, hey, hey. We thought it. We wasn't going to say it. Oh, I no, said it. We say right. it on this podcast, sir. Keep going, we, we, sir. We speak the truth and shame the devil on this podcast. On oh, my second praise, Tony's going to cuss, but it goes to GH. And let me finish. No, and no. Let me finish. Let me finish. For allowing Valentine to eat on his pussy. No, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. It's getting there. Yeah, let me finish. If you don't mention something days related at the end Give of me this a moment and I will. Let him finish, Tony. Thank All you. All right. Go ahead. But yes, Valentine ate Anna's Earl Grey flavored cookie, and it led to a floodgates of all of soap Twitter, leading me down a rabbit hole of all the oral sex that has happened on soaps. And I have been thoroughly amused by it. And that is my praise. See, had let me finish, you would have got there, Tony. <laughs> okay, I apologize. Well. I, it's funny. I was just thinking that you try to sneak a non-days one in there every now and again, and I was wondering when you were going to do it. I had a feeling I knew where he was going because I also quote tweeted that. So, like, I saw a lot of like days related tweets underneath it and quoting it. So I get it. Honey was lingling, and I love that. Yes, sir. Price. What, <laughs> Nick? Why don't you give us your praise or shade? Um, it's a shade. And it's just the writing in general. Um, they ruin potentially great shit and then they drag terrible shit out too long. And I'm trying to invest and they don't make it easy. So just fix it. Like tell a story from the point of view of the character we actually give a shit about or are supposed to give a shit about and not the pet that you want to prop at the moment that's where i'm at just fix the writing because i'm i'm bored shit's just happening i'm here all right all right what are you praising or shading i am praising um two things this week uh first off i want to just praise um billy's performance during the whole abby dream it was so good they got me in my feels. I was so in that moment. Like, oh, that is it. Like I said before, that is it. one of his, like, in the reels I feel like he should submit. That was such a good scene in terms of, like, acting. So, well done, Billy. And my second praise, really, really minor. But I'm loving that we get to see, like, buildings from outside, like the police station. I did not expect to see it so soon or see it at all. I thought, we yeah, that was to, great. I love that. I thought we were going to have to wait until we moved, like, like until the Peacock era was finally upon us. But no, we were getting to see a few things here and there. So that took me by surprise. And I liked it. It feels like it gives, makes the city more bigger, like, kind of, I don't know. But I, I liked seeing it. So yeah, that's my praise. Right, Dylan, are you praising or shading? I am praising, and uh, for the second week in a row, it's them Demira boys, because those scenes at the graveyard had me scream. <laughs> they had me screaming because they were funny as fuck. EJ was like, "It's so peaceful out here amongst <laughs> the dead." 
Clyde's <laughs> like, you can't just let me die. And Chad's like, y'all hear something? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't <getting> <laughs> And I was like, woo, the Stefano jumped out. The Stefano jumped out of both of y'all. And then like they're, you know, coming back together at the police station when they had their conversation. And I they, wanted them to hug so badly. I did too. And then of course EJ had the EJ talking about, well, to be honest, I ain't really do it for you. I just wanted to shoot him. <laughs> I screamed. There a, I screamed because there, there was I a cackle. There's a look on Dan's face where he gets this little mischievous glint in he his was eye. So gleeful. He was so gleeful. Listen, all I'm saying is uh Clyde may make it to Statesville. I don't know if he's gonna make it through Statesville. Listen, if if EJ manages to turn some of Clyde's old prison buddies against him and somebody ships that man in prison, I'll throw a party. I was like, now that's the EJ Demira I know. Not necessarily know and love, but that's the one I know. <laughs> that's, that's that one. That's that kidney stealing bastard right there. That's him. <laughs> that's him. All but right. I love that. I love that. I am praising as well. And I am praising Katie McLean and Matthew Ashford this week. Katie McLean just knocked it out of the park. I felt every ounce of Jennifer's pain this week. Like I just wanted to reach through the screen and hug her. Katie McLean is coming for that third Emmy. And I'm so, so excited for her. Um, and then there was this one moment with Matthew Ashford this week that took me back to 1988 jack when he found out that clyde was in custody and in the hospital and he kept asking sean what room number he was in and sean wouldn't tell him there was this moment where he there was this moment and a switch flipped and he went dark and he was like tell me what room and i just instantly got reminded I was instantly reminded just how good Matt can be when he plays dark. And I really kind of love getting to see little glimpses of those layers in Jack, because that reminds me of the journey that Jack's taken. And I just loved seeing that. So I just wanted to give that a little praise. Um, do we have any final thoughts before I wrap this up? No, oh, Claude should be dead. Yeah, Clyde should be dead. Evergreen, like evergreen final thought. Ron Carlevati, you ain't shit. Clyde should be dead. And you Listen, know he the, should be. I'm going to take it all the way back to the writers who created him. Who was it? Tom Sell who created him? They ain't shit either. Whoever invented Clyde Weston and foisted this on us, you ain't shit and I don't like you. I don't think they intended for him to live this long. Yeah. Because he has short-term villain written all yeah, over him. Yeah, he did. Like, someone was going to kill him had they not gotten fired. I, one but, could only hope. But what Ron sees in him, I'll never understand it. And yeah, it got me looking at you sideways again, because the choice When did you, you make, stop looking at him sideways? It's just it's just reinvigorated it. <laughs> it's like, I was going the choices he makes with certain characters, it's very glaring. It's hard to ignore. And on that note, we will see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye.